Letters in Conclusion, Letter Two of Basil. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Philippa. Basil by Wilkie Collins. Letters in Conclusion, Letter Two. From Mary Penhale to her husband. Dearest William, Susan sends a hundred kisses and best loves to you and her brothers and sisters. She's getting on nicely, and her mistress is as kind and fond of her as can be. Best respects, too, from my sister Martha and her husband. And now I've done giving you all my messages, I'll tell you some good news for the poor young gentleman who is so bad at Treen. As soon as I'd seen Susan and read your letter to her, I went to the place where the doctor's letter directed me. Such a grand house, William! I was really afraid to knock at the door. So I plucked up courage and gave a pull at the bell, and a very fat, big man, with his head all plastered over with powder, opened the door, almost before I'd done ringing. "'If you please, sir,' says I, showing in the name on the doctor's letter, "'do any friends of this gentleman live here?' "'To be sure they do,' says he. "'His father and sister live here. But what do you want to know for?' "'I want them to read this letter,' says I. "'It's to tell them that the young gentleman is very bad in health down in our country.' "'You can't see my master,' says he, "'for he's confined to his bed by illness. "'And Miss Clara is very poorly, too. "'You had better leave the letter with me.' "'Just as he said this, an elderly lady crossed the hall. "'I found out she was the housekeeper afterwards, "'and asked what I wanted. "'When I told her, she looked quite startled.' "'Step this way, ma'am,' says she. "'You will do Miss Clara more good than all the doctors put together. "'But you must break the news to her carefully before she sees the letter. "'Please to make it out better news than it is, "'for the young lady is in very delicate health.' "'We went upstairs. Such stair-carpets! "'I was almost frightened to step on them after walking through the dirty streets. "'The housekeeper opened a door and said a few words inside which I could not hear.' and then let me in where the young lady was. Oh, William, she had the sweetest, kindest face I ever saw in my life. But it was so pale, and there was such a sad look in her eyes when she asked me to sit down, that it went to my heart when I thought of the news I had to tell her. I couldn't speak just at first, and I suppose she thought I was in some trouble, for she begged me not to tell her what I wanted till I was better. She said it was such a voice and such a look, that, like a great fool, I burst out crying instead of answering as I ought. But it did me good, though, and made me able to tell her about her brother, breaking it as gently as I could, before I gave her the doctor's letter. She never opened it, but stood up before me as if she was turned to stone, not able to cry or speak or move. It frightened me so to see her in such a dreadful state that I forgot all about the grand house and the difference there was between us, and took her in my arms, making her sit down on the sofa by me, just as I should do if I was consoling our own Susan under some great trouble. Well, I soon made her look more like herself, comforting her in every way I could think of. And she laid her poor head on my shoulder, and I took and kissed her, not remembering a bit about its being a born lady and a stranger that I was kissing. And the tears came at last, and did her good. 
As soon as she could speak, she thanked God her brother was found and had fallen into kind hands. She hadn't courage to read the doctor's letter herself and asked me to do it. Though he gave a very bad account of the young gentleman, he said that care and nursing and getting him away from a strange place to his own home and among his friends might do wonders for him yet. When I came to this part of the letter she started up and asked me to give it to her. Then she inquired when I was going back to Cornwall, and I said, as soon as possible, for indeed it's time I was home, William. "'Wait, pray wait till I've shown this letter to my father,' says she, and she ran out of the room with it in her hand. After some time she came back, with her face all of a flush-like, looking quite different to what she did before, and saying that I had done more to make the family happy by coming with that letter than she could ever thank me for as she ought. A gentleman followed her in, who was her eldest brother, she said, the pleasantest, liveliest gentleman I ever saw. He shook hands as if he had known me all his life, and told me I was the first person he had ever met with who had done good in a family by bringing them bad news. Then he asked me whether I was ready to go to Cornwall the next morning with him and the young lady and a friend of his who was a doctor. I had thought already of getting the parting over with poor Susan that very day, so I said yes. After that they wouldn't let me go away until I had had something to eat and drink, and the dear kind young lady asked me all about Susan and where she was living, and about you and the children, just as if she had known us like neighbours. Poor thing, she was so flurried and so anxious for the next morning that it was all the gentleman could do to keep her quiet and prevent her falling into a sort of laughing and crying fit, which it seems she had been liable to lately. At last they let me go away, and I went and stayed with Susan as long as I could before I bid her good-bye. She bore the parting bravely. Poor dear child! God in heaven bless her, and I'm sure he will, for a better daughter no mother ever had. My dear husband, I am afraid this letter is very badly written, but the tears are in my eyes thinking of Susan, and I feel so wearied and flurried over what has happened. We are to go off very early to-morrow morning in a carriage which is to be put on the railway. Only think of my riding home in a fine carriage with gentlefolks. How surprised Willie and Nancy and the other children will be! I should get to Treen almost as soon as my letter, but I thought I would write, so that you might have the good news the first moment it could get to you, to tell the poor young gentleman. I am sure it must make him better, only to hear that his brother and sister are coming to fetch him home. I can't write any more, dear William. I am so very tired, except that I long to see you and the little ones again, and that I am your loving and dutiful wife, Mary Penhale. End of letter two.